0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Time would pass Steph. step.
2: Oh, it was jumping over here on the due time. with past Steph all week as we started Monday, shaking the Monday morning blues with, (coughs) excuse me, our due time crew. And we talked about things that men did, that men, women said, I need to get up out of this relationship. Oh, we started talking about the woman who was in labor. Now, it was premature labor, and she had just gotten finished arguing with her hubby two days earlier, and uh, she just felt he wasn't prioritizing properly. That was what the argument was about. Well, he stormed out he did not take any of her calls and she ended up going into premature labor and he got mad at her for calling him because he said how dare you call me while I was at my best friend's party for over 20 years
0: yeah
3: well you
2: could see that he definitely had a prioritizing issue, well, she had to let him go, well, how about the man who broke up with his wife three months before the wedding, because he did not want to attend her grandfather's funeral, yeah, she said, you know, he had avoided being with her during the grief period, Well she had to Get rid of Him well We definitely Cannot Ever not talk About the one Who said that she told him That he had said that N word one too many Times and they Had tons and tons of Fights over it She said I told him a thousand times That he was not to say that in front of me Or our kids Well I guess she said it one too many times After that And uh, she had to get rid of him So you know I'm sure If you go back in the recesses of your mind You'll think about Somebody that you had To get rid of You said I just gotta get out of this relationship well, we could not finish a Monday morning off without our switch tip with Shantice and don't say in your vision was the switch tip for the week now this is so broad this is so broad you know Since we're talking about relationships, you know, this is why you need to wait for the Lord to send you your husband, because I'm telling you, when it's time to choose your husband, God is going to give you a view of what he will look like. Yes, he does. I mean, come on. He he just ain't going to blow this straight up in your face, and you don't have a clue That this is the one for you. There's going to be a vision. Well, there's also going to be a vision for your life. And sometimes, you know, it takes us a minute. It takes us a minute to get there. It takes us a minute to see it. But whatever you do, when it becomes clear to you what the vision is, don't trade it in for anything. Because remember now, all good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. So a, a vision that is destined for your greatness, for your eternity, is definitely given of you know from the Lord. So you can't afford to trade that in for anything. Because when you think about it, what are you trading it in for? Well, let me tell you something. I have seen women traded in for men. I have seen men traded in for women. I have seen people trade in division for money. I've seen people trade in division for a many a thing. And let me tell you something. They don't end up the happiest individuals. Trust me when I tell you. So, you know, a vision is from God. A true vision is from God because he's giving you insight and foresight as to where you're going to go. So if God is going to take the time to give you vision and, and, and foresight and insight as to where you're going, don't trade that in for anything. Okay? All
0: righty. Wow.
2: Let's talk about it, Tuesday, Church Folk Day rolled around. And, oh, we talk about that HBO miniseries, Love and Death. In the My Two Cents segment, we are up to episode two, Encounters. And it just, ooh, my goodness gracious. Talk about trading in your vision. You know, you got Candy Montgomery And her uh, cheating friend, uh, Alan, they're both cheating on their spouses, and they have gone bug wild. Yes, they have. You know, they went from, you know, we're not going to take any risks to we don't want to, you know, and we don't want to hurt anybody and, you know, We got to work and plan this thing out. They have lost their ever-loving mind in episode two as they were all over the place. They were holding hands, all lovey-dovey. They were out at the amusement park just open, just open. The relationship has really blossomed as though this was like something good and clean and... Man, listen, all I'm telling you is this is a true story, and it is covering so many, so many issues. You know, it covered so much that we were able to talk about the show for an hour and talk about the church folk part for the whole next hour. So let me tell you, you want to go back and you want to look at the episode It's the HBO miniseries, Love and Death. Okay? All right, well, Wednesday, wow, Wednesday rolled around, and our girlfriend Vivian gave us the socially conscious segment, and Dexter Barry was the individual she talked about in her wow story, and he was arrested after a neighbor complained about him, and they had some level of verbal altercation. He was arrested and as he was being arrested, he told them that he had had a heart transplant and he needed his meds. He had to take those meds several times a day Well, nobody paid him any attention. And unfortunately, between the arresting officers, the time spent in jail or the time he spent incarcerated, waiting for arraignment, utilized all the time he needed to survive because unfortunately he did not get the meds he needed and he expired. Yes, he he just passed away. And, you know, of course, his family is going after the, you know, the corrections department, the police, and all of them because he said he needed his meds. And, you know, this is what we're experiencing these days. You know, it's amazing how the power and the control issue is so heavy that we don't care anything about human life. Yeah, well, speaking of human life, the New York City Department of Corrections will no longer be mandated to report inmate deaths. Can you imagine that? Listen, 4,998 inmates were, they just died in jails nationwide before they even got their day in court. Now, that's across the board. We're not talking about one particular jail, or we're not talking about one particular Department of Corrections, but New York City Department of Corrections last year, 2022, had several deaths that we were told about. Well, going forward, they will not have to tell us about that anymore. There is no quality of life here at all, and they don't care. And that's exactly how they're treating us. Oh, come on, people. We got to get to praying. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around and we talked about that intermittent explosive disorder. Oh, yeah. And a couple of our stories just gave way to that could have been the issue when we talked about that grandma in the Bronx. Who was a loving grandmother to her grandchildren up until, yes, she stabbed her seven-year-old granddaughter
0: 15
2: times. Now, we don't know what happened to Grandma because her son says she loved her grandchildren. They always stayed over at her house. Could that have been an episode of the Intermittent Explosive Disorder? I don't know. Well, this is what we have to contend with in life. There is no rhyme or reason for why people do what they do. So, you know, when you go through your news stories, when we're sitting and we're talking about the news stories, you know, the road rage, you know, the the domestic violence. You know, is that what they're calling it these days? intermittent explosive disorder? Well, go back and listen to yesterday's conversation. You just might get a little clarity as to why the people that you've been watching for years, for decades, have been behaving the way they have been. So, that's how we spent our week here on to due time with Pastor Steph. Well, today is Freestyle Friday. And we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, talk to the men is what we do on Fridays. We get to hear from them. So, you know, we're about to get this party started and enter into our weekend. Well, I've got some fun stuff to talk to you about. You know how we do first thing on Fridays. And uh, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time. We're past the step. It's on. And whatever you do, don't go nowhere, because we'll be right back.
0: One in seven people you know live with migraine, show you care, and wear a pair of sunglasses in support of your loved ones living with this debilitating disease.
1: I wear a pair for my wife.
0: I wear a pair for my brother.
1: We wear a pair for each other.
0: I wear a pair for my granddaughter. I wear a pair for my mom.
4: We wear a pair for our coworkers.
0: I wear a pair for myself. This June, take a photo wearing shades. Post it to social media with hashtag shades for Then challenge others to take part. Learn more at shadesformigraine.org.
2: good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Freestyle Friday. I think I'm going to rename Freestyle Friday, y'all,
0: because
2: I don't know. It must be Delivery Friday. When I tell you that for the past couple of weeks, I've noticed all this
5: truck noise,
2: just, oh, my goodness gracious. Well, we're not going to let. That interrupt our party that takes place between us and the Lord every Friday morning while they're delivering their goodies to whatever merchants or businesses or whatever we' just gonna keep on doing what we do, and I am giving God thanks for all that He has done for us during this week. He has been an awesome God. No matter what has happened in our lives, God has been just amazing, right? Come on, let's say amen, let's say amen, and let's say amen. I want to have some fun like we normally do every Friday morning. And before we have the fun, I want to talk about Remember the fourth MDs? Come on, y'all. Y'all know the fourth MDs. Tender love, tender love, love so tender, holding me close to you. <coughs> Excuse me. Come on. y'all. Come on. You see, see? Messing with my vocal cords here. Messing with my vocal cords. Okay. What else? Love is the house. You got the key. Hey. Oh. Take me where you want to be. Yes. Here I go again with you. Yes. Tears. Tears. Remember that? Oh. Well, you know, they were huge back in the 80s. Now, if, you know, know, back in the 80s, remember back in the 80s, you could play like a whole album. Yes, I'm not saying CDs. You can play a whole album because you did not buy no album to listen to no one, two songs. The whole thing. Remember side A and side B? (laughs) Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Well, you know, (coughs) I'm something stuck in my throat. See what happens when I start giving y'all all my vocal power?
0: <laughs>
2: well, you know the the Force MDs, they were quite a group. And let me see—they give their names: Stevie D, Antoine TCD, uh, their uncle Jesse Lee, and their two friends Trisco and Mercury. Remember that? Well, excuse me. They were, you know, they didn't, we didn't hear no scandal and all of that kind of stuff when they were out. And, you know, they say that what we didn't know was that there were some struggles and internal battles that they were dealing with right in front of our eyes. Now, I guess they're saying right in front of our eyes because remember now, in the 80s is where videos, but popping, you know, that was like the the birth of the videos. Now, we had videos from, you know, a little earlier, but by the time the Force MDs hit the airwaves, you know, they were, they were you know, quite popping with the videos and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you knew who they were. That's how we knew how to sing all those songs, right? Right. So they say after a while the fans weren't really buying many of their records anymore. And because of that, things ended up taking a really tragic turn for the worst. So they say three members of the group passed away within five year span, within a five year span, and then a fourth member passed away a couple of decades later. Now here's the thing. Did I say it was only five of them? Yes. I believe they did an unsung about the Force MDs. I believe in so. And I want to venture to say that the fourth M MDs were from New York. They surely were. They were from Staten Island. Yes. And... I mean, despite the fact that I just rang off four songs right off the top um, and you knew every one of those songs, you know, you didn't know that, um, you know, most of them are not here anymore. So, okay, so you got the lead singer, TCD, Antoine TCD. He passed away from Lou Gehrig's disease. And, you know, we also know that, know that disease as ALS, you know. And I think he was the first one to go. Because when they did the unsung of the fourth MDs, I think at the time, he was the only one who had passed away. Yes. So then Charles, the one they call Mercury, he died from a heart attack in 1995. Well, then that means my information is wrong Because Unsung surely didn't come out in 95 But, okay, so I had that wrong Okay Now, they have Dr. Rock Who they say was not really one who was photographed And a lot of the fans didn't know him He was the DJ for the group And he left not too long after the 4th MDs um, got their first album off. So he ended up dying suddenly of natural causes in 1998. Now, if he died suddenly of natural causes, and he was with the 4th MDs, he surely wasn't old, because 4th MDs weren't old, but what's old these days, right? Then you have... Trisco Who developed Unfortunately a drug addiction And he um, Ended up also being addicted To alcohol And he ended up With cancer And he finally ended up Losing his battle with cancer After he developed stage 4 Cancer in 2016 And they say that at the height of their success, um, Jesse D. became heavily involved with drugs, and they said his addiction continued to progress, ultimately getting um, him, you know, oh man, he ended up in jail, and He ended up passing away as well. Now, that leaves us with one Force MD. So they say the last member, Stevie D, joined forces with his brother,
0: who was really
2: uh, an original member of the group. Back in the day. But he ended up splitting from the group because he signed um, for himself. And then he, they ended up with a, a, a record deal. So now, what are the 4th D's doing today? Well, the Four MDs are still performing as a three-man group. And they say that the harmony is flawless, like back in the day. And they said that, you know, because of all the turmoil that everybody kind of went through, they're, you know, really kind of keeping their heads together. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, fame doesn't do a whole lot for people on a good note. You know, when you look at a lot of the... Unsung You know you will see Especially when it comes to the groups The alcohol The, the drugs The the spending and the splurging of their money um, The fighting and the turmoil Within the group And um, you know uh, uh, Family fighting And all kinds of things Really um, End up tearing them apart And they don't last very long But shout out to the new Force MDs, you know, it's so sad that four of the original are gone and, you know, but, you know, they're able to kind of, you know, I guess, reminisce, you know, those who are left and uh, move forward, all righty? Alrighty. Well, our fun stuff You know I always like to do the fun stuff on Friday Well, we were actually talking about the restaurants last night And they were saying I, I, I just woke up this morning And I ended up coming across this um, <laughs> article And they were saying That if you come across These signs In a restaurant, don't eat there. They said, these are the obvious signs that you should never eat at this restaurant. Well, first of all, they say, if you notice your feet sticking to the floor, all they say, take your sticky feet and turn around immediately. That means that it is nasty. Well, They say another one is if you notice a smell, sour, disinfectant smell, that is a red flag. Now, listen, I don't know about a restaurant because it's never happened in a restaurant, but I have gone in places where you could smell that they just mop with a dirty mop. Have you ever noticed that? Okay. Well, listen, as I go through this list, y'all make sure y'all send me indications that you ain't got no business eating in this restaurant when. Okay, that's how we're going to say it. Now, I may not remember my blurb, but for right now, don't eat at this restaurant. You know better than to eat at this restaurant when. Okay? All right, so we don't know how it's going to come out later, but that's the point. Okay, well, they say if you see a huge menu, <laughs> that's a sign that either the food is frozen, pre-cooked, or reheated, or the ingredients are not very fresh. Now, I was trying to figure out the logic in that. And the only logic I could think about is if you have a million and one things, that means that you're not keep cooking the stuff fresh. So I guess that's what they're talking about. Okay? All right. Well, they say when there are pictures of food on the menu, they're clearly aren't from the restaurant. Now, I don't know what that means. I guess maybe they got a picture of, like, a McDonald's burger. But they trying to make it seem as though it's theirs. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Well, one of the other signs, they say seeing fruit flies. They say fruit flies are an indication of a dirty kitchen. Wow. Wow. All right. Oh, now, you know, this one here. I have a friend. You don't want to talk to him about the buffets. If you talk, if you bring up a buffet to him, you will never want to eat at a buffet again. And he didn't mention this one. They say stay away from buffets and salad bars because they say a lot of the time it's the same stuff that just gets thrown over, stirred up and put out over and over and over again. So, I don't know. Maybe you should go to the salad bar, the buffet, when they first open and it looks all beautiful and pretty. I guess maybe it's safe then. I don't know. But, yeah, they say stay away. Stay away. Stay away. All oh, right, just got my submission. When you see the cook sipping from the cooking list. <laughs> I hate y'all. I so hate y'all. When you see, when you see the cook sipping from the cooking ladle, for your very life. <laughs> I hate y'all. I hate y'all with a passion. Oh yes, I would say absolutely. I would also say, if the apron is filthy, I don't understand. We, you know, let me tell you something. We were coming from. Uh, we it was late, it was late, it was late, it was late, oh my gosh, it must have been about three o'clock in the morning, and we were starving. oh, my gosh, oh, and I've seen some stuff. I'm like, okay, oh my gosh, yeah, when the apron is dirty, please, please, <laughs> okay, I got another submission if their sign is dirty. <laughs> All right, now. All right, now. Absolutely. If the sign is dirty, nah, that's all right. That is quite all right. All right, so the other listing is in culinary school, every single chef instructor says the same thing. If it's misspelled on the menu, that's on purpose. It's so they don't have to sell you the real thing. They say a prime example is crab cakes with a K. Oh, wow. Okay. When the menus are super dirty and never cleaned, that means everything is super dirty and never cleaned. I would like to say so. I can't stand to see no dirty menu. That is the most disgusting thing to me. (laughs) Okay, I just got a submission, but I cannot read that one. I'm sorry, I, I can't, I can't, I can't read that one can't, can't, can't read that one, I'll tell you why later Okay They say, watch the wait staff. If the majority of them seem disgruntled or upset Things probably aren't great They probably don't care about your food If they aren't being treated fairly Ooh, Yeah, I would like to think so I would like to think so Yeah, they ain't taking care of your food They probably taking it out on your food All right, what else are we talking about here? No matter how well-managed a buffet is, it can never be sanitary. It is not reasonably possible to run a sanitary buffet business. Okay, well, that just smashed what I said. In other words, when I said go out early in the morning or early when they put it out, somebody just said "If, if it's a buffet, you cannot keep it sanitary. You know, I always say, how often has God watched out for us? Because how many times have we eaten out at the buffet? all righty. Let's see. Let's see. My, my thing is chiming over here. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. All right, here we go. When you see a server removing trash and never Washing their hands Trust me, that is a a habitual Behavior, and it's true It's true Please, please, please Don't be dragging around the garbage Or it should not Be somebody Who's got to go back behind The counter I have stood in line and had to Walk off the line because somebody Behind the counter uh, Just got finished going Emptying out the garbage, which is great, but then they go back behind the counter afterwards. No, 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 no. And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm sorry. You can't do everything. You cannot multitask. So I agree with that one. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, somebody said, if the wait staff is on break and they are not eating the food, well, are they supposed to eat the food? I don't know if they're supposed to be eating the food. Because I know several places, people that I know have worked in a restaurant. So maybe that came out wrong. I don't know. Resubmit that one if it should have said something else. Or if they're eating food while they're working. Oh, that there? No. You cannot eat food while you're working. No. Go take a proper break. Go take a proper break. Oh, okay, wait. Oh, my gosh. I can't even keep up. Okay, so somebody said, no, that's not a sign. Eating while working is a sign. Okay, so that was a correction. Yeah, because that didn't sound correct to me either. Eating while working, yes. You can't eat while you work. No. No, not in a restaurant. No. Okay. We got a couple minutes. Oh, they said the bread. It has to be good bread. If they can't get the bread right, they don't know anything. No chef in their right mind serves half bread. If the waiting staff grabs clean glasses at the top when handing them, why do you do that? You can't know. You're supposed to grab it from the bottom because, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Most often lemons for water are really gross and dirty. Yes. Yes. I saw a documentary. I saw a documentary. But even, okay, so I got a thing here It says lunch break. But they're not they're not necessarily supposed to eat the, the the company's food. Some places they're not allowed to eat. No, I don't. Try, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out. Maybe we got some understanding. A little mixed up. Maybe I'm a little mixed up. There are certain places that do not allow their staff to eat until the end of their shift. So even if they're on lunch break, they're not allowed to eat there. Yeah. Believe it or not, I had a girlfriend who used to work in a restaurant. They could not eat in the restaurant during their lunch break. They could only eat when it was over, when their shift was over. So even during lunch break, they would have to go somewhere else to eat. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. So not everywhere is that a sign. All righty? So, all right. They say carpet is a red flag. Yes, it's quieter, but, yeah, come on. If y'all don't vacuum properly, you did to jack that up. All right. Oh, somebody said a very well hidden kitchen is usually a bad sign. Yeah, well, how long is it going to take for them to get your food if the kitchen is hidden? Can they find it? <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess the inference is they don't want you to... See the food, you know, or they don't keep the kitchen well. They say if you can smell the seafood when you walk in, it's not fresh. Well, that's true. Unless you fry fish, because fried fish always has a has a fried fish smell. Yeah, you know when you walk in a, in a fish store. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Alrighty
2: Let's Talk about the news What are we talking about Today Hmm. Let's see Wait let me get rid of that Alright What are we talking about today Well We have an update We talked briefly About the little boy Who was shot when his mother, I think it was Vivian who brought the story, or maybe I did, but I think it may have been Viv, I think it was Vivian, who brought the story about the little boy, yes, she did, when um, the mother's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend showed up and she asked him to call the cops, and when the cops came, they ended up shooting him. Thank God he survived. Well, he was clearly suspend, su- suspended. Excuse me, with pay. Now I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, maybe Vivian said it. I didn't catch that part. But he was suspended with pay. Well, they have reversed that. Now I don't understand how you could not have been how you could have been suspended with pay. So they say that he is now suspended pending investigation of the situation without pay. And they're saying that he's on our side of the fence. And so I'm going to tell you something. Now that that's out, I'm surprised that he wasn't suspended without pay. But of course, his his attorney is saying that it wasn't fair that he was suspended without pay. It was an accident. Had he died or if he was left maimed or permanently disabled, what would that have done? How do you make an accident like that? An 11-year-old kid who does not have anything in his hands, you shoot, no, you need to be removed. I'm sorry. You know, to me, I understand, you know, you got to go due process, but to me, certain mistakes, I'm sorry, when you are in certain, you know, uh, lines of duty, when you have certain jobs, your mistakes can cause people their lives. And when you do stuff like that, you need to be removed from the job. And I know people say, Jesus, don't shoot us like that or whatever. And I agree. I agree. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, this this here, this was a bad one. This was a bad mistake. So they're saying that now. You know, they're investigating, I guess, a little deeper. Well, he was in the hospital. The little boy was in the hospital with a collapsed lung, a lacerated liver, and fractured ribs. So who knows, you know, how he's ever going to really, his long-term recovery, you know. He might be, you know, moving around and up and about, you know, and thank God, you know, again, he wasn't murdered because that's what it would have been. Um, but You know they're going to really start digging now Because they're saying that You know being that His whole livelihood Has been interrupted You know all oh right, well Maybe the next time If they put a gun in your hand You'll be a little more careful That's Pastor Steph's word Maybe you agree Maybe you don't We'll find out if they do, time crew Agrees. All right? We got a couple more minutes. So what are we talking about here today? Well, we remember I always tell y'all, I said, stop thinking people that you bully will remain bullied. They not, people don't take this stuff laying down anymore, and everybody ain't committing suicide. So here in New York City, there was a strap hanger. On a Brooklyn train, who was an ex-con, he had been harassing a couple on the train. And this here was really, really, you know what? (laughs) Maybe people will start thinking. So you got Mr. DeVector, who was 36. He's hassling some other riders on the J train. And it's a guy who's 20, and his girlfriend. Well, during this back and forth, somehow or another, he ends up punching the woman in her face, this 36-year-old guy, while the two men begin to fight. So as they're tussling and they had each other in the headlock, the, the guy who's a part of the couple... He stabs the harasser twice. The guy ends up stumbling off the train and nine one one was called so the cops show up and e m s show up e m s take you know take the guy the harasser to the hospital where he dies, so they end up catching up with the, um, you know, with the couple. And he's now arrested. And I say, stop bullying people. How you go from harassing to punching the woman in her face, how you get there? How you get to put your hand, On a person For no reason These people are not bothering you Now here's the thing They didn't say he had been drinking They didn't say anything like that Now maybe they'll find out later When they do some toxicology report That he you know He was drinking and that's why he was behaving But they say he was an ex-con So he had been to jail I'm trying to see what they said he had been to jail for Oh He had been to jail for attempted robbery in Queens. So we don't know how he attempted to rob somebody. But, yeah, he won't be harassing anybody anymore, unfortunately. That was the end of his harassment days. All right. Well, I want to quickly talk about, you know, people are so cruel. People are so cruel. So I'm sure by now you've heard, because this has been you know, uh, walking on the <laughs> news line for a couple of days. So you've got this track meet that's taking place. So there was a little girl, nine years old. She's competing in an event in British Columbia. And the grandfather of another child who's competing starts yelling. So he starts to yell that she is transgender. And the guy, the grandfather yells out, hey, this is supposed to be a girls' event, and why are you letting boys compete? So the mother yells to the little girl, my, listen now, she's nine. My daughter is cisgender And She has A pixie haircut So cisgender Means that the individual Uses she and her Pronouns So It looks like She's a girl But she's Dressed like a little boy, because that's what the pixie haircut explanation was all about. So, these people get to yelling, oh my gosh, they get to yelling on or at this track meet. Now, how are you doing all of this with some kids? I mean, they are kids' kids. We ain't talking about even no high school kids. And so the grandfather says to the mother, prove that she's a girl. Now, I'm trying to figure out what she's supposed to do this. How's she supposed to do this? So another person yells out that the mother is a genital, <laughs> a genital mutilator a groomer and a pedophile. All of this when the kids are in the third or fourth grade. So they end up putting the keep the, the people out of the meat, out of the track event. And they're trying to ensure that they are not allowed to any other event. You know, it's one thing to assume, to feel, to think. But they said the poor little girl was left shaking, sobbing, and couldn't focus for the rest of the event. And i got to tell you, a lot of adults wouldn't have been able to focus either because that was extremely cruel. That was cruel. That was cruel. And let me tell you something, a lot of these people, they are sore losers. So we don't know at what point, you know, this was yelled out. But, you know, this could also be, you know, an issue of just, you don't, you know, you don't like to see your kid lose. This could have been an issue of you, you know, this transgender issue, bias, business. And all of this kind of stuff but these kids are nine they are nine years old and they really should not be subjected to this behavior I don't know this this is they are just really this thing here if you felt that way then go talk to somebody on the side and ask but again you can't control how stupid people behave because that was insensitive that was truly insensitive. Let's talk to our men. Let's say good morning to Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor V. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. I am doing well, thank Amen. you. How are you doing over there?
3: I I am doing good, you know. You know, it's Friday. Uh, it's almost an empty house. And <laughs> All right
5: now.
2: In, in all,
3: right, all right, all right, all we'll, right. We'll, we'll be an empty house. <laughs> all right. I can, I, listen, all right, I'm yeah. feeling that.
2: I am feeling that, Pastor V. All right, <laughs> so let's go back. Now, sure. what is something that will make you say to Pastor Brenda when y'all go up into a restaurant, oh, no, 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 we cannot
3: eat here? Ask the Brenda. <laughs> she, she, if it don't pass her eye test, the floor's dirty, and 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 she looks under the under the table, under the chairs, chairs in the corner, in the corner. <laughs> you know. All uh, right now. How the, you know how, the, how the floor have have, floor like, have, a, have like a a, 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 a <laughs> The closest, uh, the closer you get to the wall, the, the dirtier it is. Oh, uh, man! Oh man!
2: Oh man! You're saying some
3: And she had, she, yeah, she had her son. Her, her sons are worse. Those three boys will not go to a
5: buffet
3: if they got an invitation from Jesus. <laughs> wow. All right.
5: They are, they All right. I'm feeling
2: it. that. I'm feeling that, Pastor V. I'm definitely oh, yeah. understanding that there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You, we can't go nowhere, because you know what? You, you end up getting sick. And it's just nasty. It's just nasty, and they need yeah. to take care of their restaurant. It's, it, and enough is yeah. enough already. Let's do what we need to do and make it happen. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, Pastor V. We got this Mississippi officer who shot the kid. Um, By mistake, nothing in his hands, no threat at all, who was initially suspended with pay. Well, after they did a little more digging and got to talking a little bit more, and some more people got to weighing in, they decided, hey, we're going to suspend him without pay until we could figure out, quote-unquote, what happened. Do you think... That this is what they should have done. Should they have done this in the beginning? What I mean? Did they land properly? What do you think about all of that?
3: It, it's, it's, a, it's a shame, first of all, that 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 uh, this young man, young boy, was even. Uh, you know, he posed no risk. He posed no risk. Was this officer white or was he black? could this say. Yes, he's, he's on our side of the fence, Pastor V. He's black. He, he want a weed, so even, even they got the shakes, the jumps. <laughs> yeah, you know, even, even they're coming into a situation nervous. But but shooting is not is not the first thing you do. <laughs> the yeah. sh- shooting is not the first thing you do, and they probably bent because of public pressure. They changed They changed their. Uh, Minds, they 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 should have suspended him. You know, under these circumstances, an eleven-year-old boy, nothing in his hands, and and as you say, the those those uh, injuries, those are lifelong injuries. Absolutely, there's
2: going to be some long-term effect.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 more surgeries and uh, medical attention needed as as well. it, it, it's a shame, you know, it's a shame that the public has to get involved in order for uh, the police to do the right thing. You know, yeah. he shouldn't have, should have been suspended without pay immediately. And like you said, if, if he ever gets the privilege of, of, of them putting a gun in his hand again, to give him something to think about. Yes, sir. But he Surely. should feel the burn. He, he should He should feel the burn.
2: Absolutely. I agree. I agree 100% with you, um, Pastor V. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. An 11-year-old, now we do know that children, you know, come with uh, weapons and things like that and, But come Mm. on, come on, come on. You you really can't shoot first and ask questions later.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. They really need to make sure they do what needs to be done. Let's talk about this bullying thing. Let's talk about this Mm. bullying thing. Now, you know what? I'm going to hold on to that one. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to that because I'm going to talk to you gentlemen about this together. I'm going to hold on to that one. Let's talk about this this grandfather who's at this track event who Mm. yells out that the little girl is a boy. And mom yells back. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Let me find this word. She's a cisgender. (laughs) She's a cisgender. A what? she says, she yells back, mom yells back, that her daughter, the little girl, is a cisgender. Now, a cisgender is one who uses she and her pronouns. And the fact that she had a pixie haircut is why she could be mistaken as a boy. Now, they put they put them out. And the other person who was yelling and cutting up, and they said that they are going to try to make sure that they never attend another event held by them for these children again. Does the
3: punishment fit the crimes mm. it, it, <laughs> it's hard that's it, it's harsh because you know. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm looking at, not at the at the uh, the parents or the grandparents, but as the kids that that, that want to compete in these sporting events. Um, I, I got my own take on them because you want a, a race to be fair. You're, you're measuring the skills of these young people, and the male gender has an a, a obvious advantage over the female gender. I'm not saying that girls, are, you know, are weak or whatever, but the boys just have a, a, a definite advantage. And how do you how do you monitor that? Because even the 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 weakest boy often is is stronger than the one of the stronger girls so it, i don't if if we if, we, if this there needs to be a a right way to show your disagreement but you don't do it in public you don't do it you know where it affects it affects the whole tenor of the uh event um i, I think i think eternal suspension is a little rough but um they they, they need to have some kind of uh Um, Punishment or limitations uh, So that so they would think twice about it about doing it again Okay, all righty Am I making sense? Well, we're going
2: to see what your brothers think We're going to see what they think We're going to see what they think Let's see how they weigh in on it Well, thank you so much We're coming back Because i got that other issue to talk about The other story We're going to find out Uh, what your brothers are thinking and saying. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Pastor V. Let's say good morning to our Brother Al. Good morning, Brother Al.
1: Good morning, good morning, top of the morning. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, Brother Al, I got to ask you, you go in a restaurant, what is going to turn you around immediately?
1: The place being dirty, you know, the place being dirty, and 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 um and how they handle the food, that's a big turnoff for me on how they handle the food. So, you know, that and the place being dirty, then I'm turning around and I'm out the door. All
5: righty,
2: all righty, that's pretty broad. So I guess they're getting a little pass on some other things. So bad, brother Al. All right. Brother Al, you got this Mississippi situation going on here. You got this 11-year-old kid who's shot out of nowhere for nothing by a cop. Initially, the cop is suspended with pay. But after further discussion, they decide that he should not be paid. He should be on suspension without pay. Do you think that that's something that should have been done in the beginning,
3: or you know what?
2: They doing it the right way now. What do you think?
1: Well, you know, you know, you know. Um, I was thinking about that, and and I think I think they did it the right way because you know they had to see what was going on first. You know, they're just like something happened, and bam, we automatically accused. You know, he did shoot the kids, um, okay, let's see what's happening, okay. This this, this happened, okay, now you're suspended with faith until you know whatever else happens further. You know, that's that's a lot of trauma, you know, that, that that young kid gonna go through a lot right now, you know, not only just from physical wounds but mentally. You know, so I, I think they did it right. I mean some people may disagree, but again, you look, I look at it like something happened on my job. Okay, find out first before you wanna fire me or or take away my pain. So I, I I think they did it right.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
2: Let's talk about this uh, track event where the nine-year-olds are competing. There's a little girl that appears to be a little boy, and grandpa of one of the other uh, compete competitors yells out, that that's you know this is a this is supposed to be a girls' event. Why are you letting boys compete? And along with another person who yells out that the mom is a genital mutilator, <laughs> a groomer, and a pedophile. And they are now looking. Well, they put them out of this event, and they're looking to ban them from any future events. Do you think that the punishment fits the crime?
1: Um, I would say yes, because again, regardless of fact, this is little kill You know, um, if you feel a certain way, then you should bring it to the um, athletic director. You know, And, wow, you know, you look at not this, this, this um, kid is nine years old. What do they know about any type of, you know, their sexuality? You know, so, you know, you may be right. The parent might have did groom them. Hey, you know, I was one of the little girls. So, you know what, this is what we're going to do. But I think that they should have brought it to the athletic director, And I, I think that, um, yeah, they should be, you know, for so you to just be yelling that out, yelling that out. Yeah, you should be banned from all all of I, I I agree
2: with that. All righty, all righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Let's see what Pastor K. L has got to say and we're coming back to talk about that other news story. Thank you for joining us, brother Al. Good morning, Pastor K. L.
4: Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you today?
2: I am okay. Thank you. How are you?
4: Uh, I'm okay, I'm okay.
2: (laughs) All (laughs) righty, we got two stories, Mississippi, (laughs) Mississippi, Uh, the the cop who shoots the 11-year-old who has nothing in his hands, completely unarmed, poses no threat, and they suspend him initially with pay. And then after they discuss some things, they – oh, no, wait, i got to go back. But I'll go back to that. I'll go back to that. After they discuss some things, they decide we're going to suspend him without pay. Is that something they should have done in the beginning? Or did they follow the right protocol, in your opinion?
4: I I think I'm with Brother Al on this one. I, I think they followed the right protocol. I mean you have to invest and in, uh get down to, to what, what really happened and before you fire somebody, you know, you know, there's always an investigation.
2: Okay. All right, so we split here. 'Cause Pastor Vinny and I say, Get rid of the punk and you and Brother Al say, Oh, it's you know, investigate. All righty. Well, we also want to know, do you think that Grandpa and his cohort should be banned from any future sporting events that are given because of their behavior this go-round?
4: Yes, I I I definitely think that they should be banned. I mean, they're... You know, Grandpa is not Dad, which means that he he of another age. So he should be old enough to know that you don't do this. You know, in, in this type of form, you should oppose the ref to the side or the captain of the team or whatever to the the coach, if you were to decide and discuss. You know what, what you were feeling. You don't just blur that. Out. I mean, because if you forget about the mother. Let's let's think about the child. You know, let, let, let's think about the the all the agony that you put in, in in the child now. Now the child, whether it, whether it is transgender or not, may not want to play anymore. So so you you stay in the child and, and I don't think that's right.
5: All
2: right. Now I got a question for you and Brother Al. With all y'all have said about grandpa, brother Al, you got a gun in your hand and a kid comes out of a classroom. You're standing in the hallway, and a kid walks out of the classroom. You fire your gun. You can't tell that that's a kid opposed to an adult. You can't tell that the kid ain't got nothing in his hand. Nothing poses no threat. And it's okay for you to shoot the kid?
1: Not at all. That that tells me, guys, he was scared. He was a, a scared person would do something quicker than a person who's not scared, you know, and you should be on a job if you're scared like that. So he heard a noise and his person actually was like pull the trigger. you know so he didn't assess the situation because he's scared.
2: Okay. So having said that, how is it that he gets a chance? to get suspended with pay?
1: I'm sorry, I'll say that again. Sorry.
2: Okay, so based on what you just said, he's afraid, he was on edge, he shouldn't be on the job if he's all that kind of scared. How is it that he should be suspended with pay, the cop?
4: Well, well, like I said,
1: I think that, you know, they still have to assess what happened. So that's just like, if I'm your boss and I'm coming on the scene and I'm hearing this and that, okay, I still got to get the facts on, okay, what, those what were exactly happened.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Those were the facts. The facts were the boy, the, the, the little boy called 911 for the mother. The mother asked him to call 911. He called the police when the police came they asked was anybody else in the place the kids came out he came out with the other children and he shot the little boy he never said the little boy had anything in his hand he never lied he never said they none of the reports none of the stories say that he ever said well, he had a pencil in his hand, or he had a a, a a cell phone in his hand, and at least none of them that I read, let me put it like that. He, they never said, he never said that. So from the very beginning, it was established that the little boy had nothing, posed no threat. So the facts were there from the beginning. No new facts have arrived have been pre- has have been presented, so what do they need to investigate to find out whether the shooting was right or wrong i 'm just trying to understand because i 'm looking at what you said about the grandpa should be banned because he assumed what he was looking at was a little girl because i 'm going to ask you the same thing um, pastor k l he assumed. That what he was looking at was a little girl. I'm sorry, was a little boy. The mother had to say, "It's not a little a, a little boy. It's a little girl. I have given her a pixie haircut, so that's why she looks like a little boy." This cop made an assumption based on nothing. So that those were that those were the. Um, that was the information that was given from the very beginning. They haven't said that under. Now that we investigate, we find out that no. Now upon further discussion, and I agree with Pastor Vinny that no, that community is pissed right now because how you letting mm-hmm. it sit behind the desk getting paid? So how do the two way out where the cop is okay to shoot, but they need to do some research? To find out if he did anything wrong
1: okay I see what you're saying so yes uh, if they know from the very jump that these are the facts then he should have been he should have been suspended with pain immediately um, uh, the two differences of the situations is that okay at these track meet and stuff like that you have to ask everybody who's in charge of this race the athletic director and things like that they are there so they saw the fact immediately you know, as far as with 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 with, the, with with something happening like that, it gets back to the police captain or chief, hey, this happened today at such and such, and now, okay, we got to see what's happening. But being that they know from the jump, he, yeah, he should have been suspended immediately without paying.
2: Okay, I'm, I was just trying to figure out the balance. Okay, thank you for clearing that up for me. Now, Pastor K.L., I ask you the same question: the, the 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 cop should not have been suspended without pay, but Grandpa should be put out from all future, um, because of his uh, events for his behavior. I don't understand the two. How did the two balance out for you?
4: Well, I mean, unfortunately, I. I didn't get all that information so i mean i i said you can't and i said yeah you should have been uh suspended without pay well you should have been fired at this point
2: oh okay okay just trying to understand just trying to understand all righty thank you for clearing uh, that yep. up for us
3: <clears throat> all right <throat> oh yes yes I uh, and i i think i really think that the, the bigger problem here is you know, this is not an isolated incident. This thing is happening over and over and over again. The cop, the cop gets a slap on the wrist, while the 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 victim, or the the victim, or he's not the perpetrator. He's an innocent bystander. He's dead. The family is at a loss, and these cops, they have no uh, conscience. About something first. That, that's okay. that's my problem with this, you know, and, and it's happened over and over again because they know they're not going to be penalized. <laughs> they're going to get their money, they're going to get their pension, they're going to get everything that's coming to them, while these innocent people suffer for the rest of their lives with, with, with their carelessness.
2: And you know, um, Pastor Vinnie, this has come up in conversation before, you know, where mm-hmm. the Do time crew has always said, hit them in their pocket. If you begin to take away all of the stuff that they have, all the stuff that they're looking to get, then they'd start mm-hmm. behaving differently. Because it's true. Here's my problem with this particular case. This is an 11-year-old kid. And that's why I brought mm-hmm. up, we do know that children pulls a threat all the time. Age makes no difference in how these kids behave. We've been talking for months about the six-year-old with the gun in the school. So we know that the children don't really make a difference. But when you are an adult, you're a cop. Let's, 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 let's pat it with that. An 11-year-old kid coming out of a room and you shoot or coming into the room and you shoot, First of all, it's a kid. So you do need to assess a little bit more than if it were an adult. A, an, mm-hmm. To an adult, an 11-year-old is not equal to your size, your height. So that already, it's a, a leverage you have, forget about the gun, but a leverage you have above that child. So I'm saying to myself, you're not even talking about, let's say, a tall Teen or you know adolescent or something. This is an 11 year old kid. So you know when y'all start shooting first, asking questions later, it is something that they have come to know as behavior. Oh, I thought. Well, they never said anything. What's in that his stuff? head. Uh huh.
4: That stuff are there, there, from from where I am in the retail world and and, and these children. There's some big kids, Jeff. There's some big kids. And you look at these folks and you be like, you only 16? You only 14? There's some big kids. I'm sorry.
3: I agree. You know, I,
4: I understand everything that you every, every, every saying, but there's some kids that, that got facial hair that look older than me, and they still in high school, or they, they just get into high school. There's some big kids.
2: I agree. And that's why I said <laughs> we're not talking about a tall adolescent or a tall teen, we're talking about an 11 year old child. How, how, but again, you didn't take time to even assess the threat. And I understand that as a cop, you sometimes you don't get that opportunity to assess the threat. But you're gonna have to assess the threat at some point when you're talking about someone who's 11 and you're a, you're an adult. We're not talking about, like you said, one of those kids, like, let's say, you know, Brother Alex in a, a middle school or something like that, and you're right. These kids are, you like, dag, y'all are old. I agree with you 100%. But it, it, it really can't be at this level that even children don't stand a, a chance because you're scared, and that's really what it is. That's really, and that's why I say you can pay me to be no cop these days. You can pay me to be a cop because the you as a civilian, you're afraid, and the cops are afraid because this world is a madhouse, and you don't know what you're up against, even with the kids, even with the kids. So I, I agree. Don't misunderstand me. I agree with you 100. percent But it has to, it, it has to be some form of let me assess before I shoot. So you don't yell.
5: Oh, put
2: your hands down. Put your hands up. Please. You say nothing. You just shoot. So even, even if it were an older child who looked older, you don't throw out a warning or anything. So we don't do none of that now. So, you know, he don't need to be on the force. If, if you're that nervous, then you need to find another profession because really, this is not the profession for you because I'm sure he's feeling real bad right now that he shot that kid. I'm not even saying he doesn't feel bad, but that's, that's something to live with for the fact of being scared. It's a lot to live with. Okay. So I didn't ask you the first question, Pastor KL, you walk into the restaurant says oh absolutely not i am not eating in here what says that what makes you say that
4: it's funny because i i just went into a restaurant um where i was and as i walked in there oh. there was a roach on the, on the wall so yeah yeah i, I backed oh no. no no no
2: no
4: not on the wall oh, um, on, there's roaches on the walls and and that's not the delicatessy? Yeah, it's time for me to go. Me to go. Right, no,
5: no, no.
2: Not even on the floor. Oh my gosh. No, that's all right. On the wall. I got a, another submission from a uh from somebody. It Somebody says, handling money at the register and also serving your food with the same gloves. Yes, absolutely no, thank you. How you didn't take off the gloves and we all doing, no, 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 no. When the utensils fall into the buffet food or on the floor and the server comes out of the bathroom with the same gloves and picks up the utensils and puts it back into the tray, no. No, 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 No! No! or just people coming out of the bathroom and heading for the buffet food, no, no, I'm going to tell you something else that I can't stand, you ever seen the the serving utensil fall into the food on the buffet table, that, 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 Mm nah, I'm mad, I don't even want to eat no more, I don't even want to eat no more, that, that's just, no, 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 all right, gentlemen, We have this other, the ex-con who punches the woman on the train who's been bullying them and harassing them, and he ends up getting stabbed. So here's the story real quickly. You have the three of them riding the J train. You have a couple, a young couple, a guy who's 20, and his girlfriend. You have an older guy who's 36, who's riding the train. He begins to harass them. They somehow or another get into some level of of back and forth. The harasser punches the girl in her face. So the boyfriend and the harasser get to tussling, and they end up both in a headlock. Well, the young guy stabs the harasser, the harasser ends up out on the platform. He's taken to jail, I'm sorry, to the hospital. And he ends up dying. And my theory is, I keep telling y'all, stop harassing people, stop bullying people, because everybody ain't taking this stuff. So now the 20-year-old, of course, he's going to jail um, for, you know, manslaughter, murder, whatever. Um, but I want to talk about this bullying thing for the rest of our time here today you know we 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 talk about the fact that you know here you these are strangers, and whatever you maybe he was drunk, maybe he was drinking, and he decided to pick a fight and how are you stopping bullies these days? other than to outright physically protect yourself. Now, um, we're gonna start with you, brother Al. You're on the train, somebody punches Tamika in the face. What do you do?
1: She's a dead man and you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, you know, you you type my woman, oh, it's, it's all out it's all out murder now. You know, because it's like you said, with this bullying thing is, is, is crazy. And what killed me with it, they have all these classes and all these, we're going to talk to them. No, it's something mentally with that, that person, and majority of the time, it's something going on with that person, whether they have issues at home and they can't take it out on their family, so they come take it out on the school or they got something going on. So it's a deeper issue, and they obviously don't know how to take care of it. They 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 don't. I see it all the time, even here in the school. You know, it's it's, it's they don't know how to take care. Of it. How it's are sad. they
2: handling bullies in the school, brother Al?
1: Okay, so what they do, what I've been seeing that don't work, um, I handle it a different. I tell you how I handle it, and I will tell you how they handle it. <laughs> so they 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 get in contact with the parent. They have a parent meeting. So they bring the the kid parents. The kid who's getting bullied, they bring his parent in. The kid who's doing the bully, they bring his parent in. So you get that parent of the bully, it's like, okay, why are you doing this? I need you to stop doing this, 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 and that. And then they'll have them go speak to the counselor when, they, when he can get to the counselor. Because, again, we got 700 kids and two counselors. So whenever wow. to the counselor, you know, right, and that's my problem with Jack. So whenever he can get to the counselor, then, you know, we see what happens. And it's horrible. Me, what I do on the end, I scare them. I have one, I have these two kids bullying on this little kid. I, I, and my, I got two security guards, and they big. I had them go pull them out of class, or, oh, wow, security got me, what's going on? Brought them up to my room, we closed the door. I'm like, you like bullying people, this is what we doing? Oh, no, Mr. B, No, nah, 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 you like bullying. So he'll say hello to my friends. And, you know, and, and we get at them hard, and then we let them know, you can go to jail for that. This is what going to happen if you keep bothering these kids. And so far, that's been successful. They haven't messed with these kids no more. Unfortunately, I have to do it that way, but the other way they do it is not working. And, and then everybody want to do something when the kid who's getting bullied gets hurt real bad or retaliate. Now it's a big news. we got to do something. No, you shouldn't stop them from jump.
2: When they bring both parents in, Brother Al, do the parents converse
1: yeah, the, the, the parents are talking. I have parents say, I'm so sorry that my son is bothering your son, this and that. But then you go home, he comes back to school. Now, he's mad because now what he's telling his friends, oh, yeah, I got in trouble because he snitched. So now he even matter. You know what I'm saying? So now this kid is getting at work. So, again, or even if they do rush through and, 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 and this this kid see the counselor, you see him that one time. So the kid is sitting there basically like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I got you. All right. See you later. Going back to class.
2: Wow! 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 Uh, Pastor KL, hearing this, hearing this, if you were in charge, how would you handle this bullying issue?
4: Well, I mean, I, I think, I think, I mean, that 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 one tactic that, that that Al did with the security guard, I think that was good. But I mean, once you become a bully, you're not learning, you're not wanting, you don't want to learn, you're keeping people from learning, so get out of my school. You know, I'll just put you out to school, because you're you're just taking up space, you know, and and because I I think bringing the parents in, that's good and all and stuff like that, but I I don't really, really think that's going to solve it. One, because we don't beat kids like we used to, two, because... You know, we're in, we're in denial, like it's not my kid, you know, saying he didn't do this. You know, parents parents these days are not like their parents of old. You know, back back in our days, if you was called as a parent into school, first of all, my parent is upset because I had to come off work, and I'm working yep. 12 jobs, yep. and I have to come off work to, di- to deal with this. So now since I got to deal with this, I'm going to deal with you. The parents of now is on EBT, is on food stamps, and they're staying home anyway. This is just a, a, a bus trip or a or, or way to get out, if you will, to come out of here. And then it's going to be, again, in denial. So if you're in denial with your child and your child thinks he wants to be the class clown or the bully, then you keep him home with you because you're home anyway.
2: Wow, wow, wow. So there's no... So we're not going to try to send them to counseling past the KL, We're not going to do anything
4: that,
2: like from a school, from not, a school listen, angle.
4: I, 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 no, because I, I, I have, I, I, as, as Brother Al says, 700 children. My, my, my counseling, your counseling begins with you at home. I'm telling you what the issue is with your child. Now, if you if you don't want to deal with that, then that's on you Come. Ultimately, I am the babysitter. I am trying to teach your child, and I'm trying to teach other children who wants to learn. So if i got to keep on stopping and say, Al, stop doing this. Al, you know better than that. Al, sit down. If Al is a, dist- is a distraction to, to other folks who are trying to get to the next level, Al needs to go home. Okay, so I have one,
2: I have one more question. So a lot of times we do understand that the problem is at home. Not every, but most times the problem comes from home. The child is taking out in school whatever is happening at home. So taking that into consideration, are we trying to help the child other than just kind of expelling them or terminating their attendance at your school.
4: Well, okay. So, so let, let, let me retract this. I don't think at, at the first instance we should, we should expel them or, or put them out, you know, but, but as, as I said, if I can keep on talking to brother Al, me talking to you, listen, you know, as, as Christian as I am and as, 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 as spiritual as I am, I'm not Jesus. I'm not going back for the one. I got all these other folks. I got all these other folks who's trying to learn. Oh my lord! You know, I, I, I'm trying to get them to. The, if you don't want to learn, it's time for you to go. All right. Okay. I'm asking. Just hey, asking. You
2: know, you know, Pastor. You
1: know, you know, Pastor. Stuff. Just this, this one comment as we listening, and we do have parents who are very concerned. And, and, and want to help. But then they got all these rules in the play to shut them down. Like I had one parent, she got tired of it. She's like, you know what I'm going to do? She said, I'm going to take off from work, and I'm going to talk to the school, and I'm going to sit in every class with him and make sure he's doing the right thing. The school say, oh, you can't do that. So, you know, there are some parents who want to do certain things, and they shut them down because they got all these stupid rules. So they, they straight up thought, oh, no, you can't come up and sit in the class. He's like, why not? She said, y'all call me every other day about what he's doing. I'm trying to help do things and y'all won't know she said I will come and sit in the class all day every class he go to I'll be sitting there and I'll sit right behind him to make sure he's doing what he's supposed to do it. and they said I'm sorry you can't do that so she's like alright so next time we do something don't call me because I'm trying and y'all won't help so the school ties a lot of the parents hands with these little rules and stuff they got
3: okay okay
2: wow <laughs> the Vinnie you yeah. know your your brother Al, you're in brother Al's place at the school and you've got these bullies and you know they won't stop. How do you handle
3: this bully issue? Well, like like that guy on the on the train. That that guy's not going to bully anybody else, is he? Nope. You know, he. I mean, and and that's. I, I'm not for murder or none, none of that stuff. But I am. You know, you have a right to protect yourself. You have a right to protect your family. And the, and the, and if a, a clear and present danger presents itself, you you have the right to to meet that with, with force. You know, now now we're talking about kids and. And thank you, uh, uh, Pastor Kale, for not for not going back for the one. <laughs> Man, that hit me right this morning.
5: But you know,
3: you know, you don't want to, you don't want to give up on these kids. But you know, the parents have already given up. The school has already given up. So, so the teacher is, is put in a a, a a a very precarious situation because they they're looking at their their next their, their career every day they're going to have to be dealing with children who have no uh, fear of the teacher or no no respect of the teacher and no fear of home. I that was the last thing I wanted was for my mother to come up to the school. But for, for me, acting out, that was the last thing that I would want. Because if my mother came up there and it was a an hour ride on two trains and a bus, she was not going to be a happy camper when she got to that school. And guess what? If they called me to that office, you might as well call the corridor because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, well not only but- that got two two trains and a bus ride to plot and plan how she going to kill you. Oh, she don't need, to, she, she don't need to plot. <laughs> the plot. Plan, the plan is already established. Wow. So what are you doing with the
2: children, um, um, uh, Pastor Vinny? What's your recourse? How do you handle the bullies in the school where there's 700
3: children other than this child? Who's bullying people? You know, I I remember I remember back in the day, you know, you know detention was was detention, <laughs> hard labor. <laughs> you know, you be, you'd be sweeping up some classroom, you'd be cleaning the, uh, washing washing, the, the blackboards. <laughs> I mean, detention was detention. You know, if you were unruly, they, they're going to change change your, uh, they're going to change your idea about what it means to be in a classroom.
5: Okay, okay.
3: If you don't make it personal, they'll just shrudge, shrudge it off. You know, I mean, All right. uh, they were creative. They were very creative back in the day. But their aim was to get your attention.
0: Right, right, right. And
2: unfortunately, bullying wasn't wasn't what it is now, you know, back Mm -hmm. in the day. You know, you did have bullies, Mm -hmm. you know, it it has always existed, but it just was not as prevalent as it was Mm -hmm. now, which is a larger indication that there's a lot more homes that are really you know, in danger. Um mm-hmm. and and that's what we're we're enduring now. Um, there's mm-hmm. a comment from a listener. Uh Shantice. Shantice. you got comments from the listener? Good morning. Good morning. Oh yeah, I'm the listener. I had a comment. Oh, okay. Good morning, <laughs> good morning, everyone.
4: Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. <laughs>
2: I was saying after listening to the, the actual stories and then everyone's opinion, um, I agree with what Pastor Ko was saying. Unfortunately, you have to get a lot more drastic now because this is why the kids are afraid to tell. Because it's like if I tell, and my parent or parents go up there, and they make it known that they know, and now their parents get involved. Now, if they get in trouble, now that's just going to be heavier on me because y'all don't come back to school. I go back to school. You, know, you send me back. So what happens then? How do you make the kids feel confident in knowing that they can tell when something's going to be done? Because that's the point in you staying to tell because something's going to be done. When well, nothing looks like it's done, if they're going to return to this, not only come back to it, but it get worse. I personally feel like they need to bring scared straight back and have scared straight programs in the school. And from your first offense, from your first mm. offense, because I have I have watched, I have been a victim of bullying in elementary. I have watched other people get bullied, even as adults. And it, it grows, it grows, and it grows, and it grows. Even if the person, the one who's being bullied, says something or does something back they'll keep nitpicking and keep nitpicking. So from the first offense, there needs to be some heavy type of scared straight program, and if the parents object, you could be a part of the program too. (laughs) I agree. You don't want us to do nothing?
5: I'm serious.
2: You you don't want me to talk to your child? Then you homeschool. Half the parents ain't finished school themselves, so good luck with that. Okay, but I, I agree. Something needs to be done. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I, I know adults my age who have not finished school, and my thing is, so what are you doing when you get called up to the school? You, you're not even say that. There needs to be something drastically done because it's getting worse. And just like you said, Pastor Seth, bullying isn't like what it was back then. Because now you've got six-year-olds, seven-, eight-year-olds killing themselves because they're being bullied. So do you sit back and continue to be passive about this? Or do you say, you know what, we're we're a school for a reason, and because we're seeing that unfortunately is not being taken care of properly at home, then we have to take more drastic measures. All right, thank you very much for your comment. We pray mm-hmm. you have a blessed yeah. day. All right, you know it it is it it is a a situation you know that needs to be handled much differently. You know, I, I do agree with all three of you. You know, it has to be addressed much differently. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. Always sending us with food for thought into the weekend. <laughs> we pray you have a blessed day. Blessed weekend. <laughs>
1: thank well. you, brother. Well. Oh, yeah, you too. Happy Father Father you too. And happy Father's <laughs> so. Day of this peace.
2: I'm cutting your mic off. Bye. <laughs> i told him about this Father's Day. He's going to go Happy Father's Day. He's fired for being on the due time crew. Oh, my goodness. All righty. Let us take this opportunity to go before the Lord and uh, just lift up this situation Amongst some other things. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you because you're always so good to us. Better to us than we've been to ourselves, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for just loving us so perfectly. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for introducing us into a brand-new day, God, with brand-new tender mercies, God, where you're investing in us just one more time. God, we thank you for our due-time crew. We thank you for our men, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for men who are hard workers. We thank you for men who have given their lives to you, God. We thank you, um, God, for having men that are in the mix. They are in the mix of things, and they understand what it is, God, to be involved We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for raising our men up to become strong, to be kind men, to want to help to make this kingdom here on earth better, that dedicate themselves to making this kingdom here on earth better. We lift you up, dear Heavenly Father, as we salute you for being the answer to everything every one of our needs, dear God. Thank you. Thank you for giving us that security and our confidence that no matter what it is we go through, what it is we're faced with, dear Heavenly Father, that we know you have the answer to it all. Heavenly Father, right now we're lifting up our children, God. We're lifting up our children who are coming Lord, as they're just migrating through life, they have to first deal with home. And we don't know what home looks like to Heavenly Father. Every home has a different face. And we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just give them a shift, God. If they don't have the care at home, God, then, God, we ask that they send the care, you send the care, God, from church. You send the care, God, from school. You send care, God, from a neighbor. You send care, God, from other family members, God, because they don't stand a chance. If no one is coming to their rescue, they don't stand a chance, God. We're looking at babies Babies, God, who are menaces. They can't even go to school and function properly, God. They're terrorizing other children in the school and their babies. So we know, God, it has to start in their home. So, Lord, we're asking you to just soothe their hearts. Soothe their minds, God. We ask you to just Wash away the things that they're experiencing And I know a lot of this, God, is due to our sin And this is where the sin falls from the parents And it just gets perpetuated But, Lord, we're praying for the other children The other adults who have to deal with them Even on their behalf, God, we seek and beseech you today. We know that you've got a plan, dear Heavenly Father. And we're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to hear our cry right now. As we have teachers, dear Heavenly Father, who love what they do, but who are becoming so discouraged, who have just thrown up their hands, God, because of the rules of, of, of the land Because they can't say anything to the children Because they can't do anything To the children, dear Heavenly Father We're not talking about anything harsh But we're at the point, God, where there's no reprimand We can't even reprimand our own children, dear Heavenly Father Because so many have destroyed that ability So, Lord, we're asking you to just cover us in a special way Because all of this affects all of us, God. And our babies don't stand a chance at this point. As Shanti said, God, we have our babies committing suicide. What do they know about taking a life that hasn't even started? We're hurting. We're hurting as a people, and we're hurting as a land. And, Lord, I ask you today that for all of us who call you by name, that we take a perfect stand in your kingdom, that we don't throw up our hands, that we stay at the altar for those who can't make it to the altar, that we make it to the altar for those who have never been introduced to the altar, that we cry out your name because they have no concept Of what it is to do that And we thank you Father For the ability To just be able Just to be able to call on you God That we don't have to live hopeless That we don't have to wonder What can happen What will happen That we know we've got options Thank you What a privilege What a blessed privilege it is to have you right beside us, God So we ask you, dear Heavenly Father That everybody who's lazy Everyone who's given up Everyone who doesn't care Because they are worn out That you just revive them, dear Heavenly Father That a great revival will take place right here, right now Not when they get to church Not when it finally comes around for revival month. Revival week, but right now, God, because your land needs us, we need to take dominion back. That was what you gave us to begin with, and we're not operating properly. So here we are, your faithful few, asking you to step in and make it happen for our children Because if the children are going to be our future, we've got to get them ready. And if they're not ready, we can't blame anybody but ourselves. So we thank you for, again, for this ability. We thank you for your son who died for such a time as this. We give you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus we pray, amen. Uh, you know, I, I love it to do time with Pastor Steph, not because I'm Pastor Steph, but because how often do we get an opportunity to really have these kinds of discussions? You know, when you have a lot of other um, Christian, um, you know, broadcasts, and I'm not, I'm not smashing them, but you know, they preach and they you know they have their function and you know we we have our function and considering that I'm preaching a whole lot of times <laughs> it's it's good to just shift gear a little bit and be able to talk to other people other like-minded people who want to see God's you know God's people flourish And when I say God's people, I mean this world. I don't mean just the people who call on the name of the Lord. And, you know, we laugh, you know, we joke, but we we deal with very serious, very, very, very serious issues. And one of the issues is this bullying thing. This is really a nasty, nasty thing we're facing now. And how are we going to be able to function if we're not on the the front line, if we're not talking about it, but if we're praying and doing what God needs us to do. You know, we just can't talk about it. We got to do something about it. And, you know, we always say ministry starts at home. And... Hey, bullying goes wrong after a while. It goes left. And in this particular instance, this went wrong. And unfortunately, whatever he experienced in that prison, whatever he experienced in life, wasn't enough. It simply wasn't enough. Because any time you take your misery Out on strangers And you think You're going to get away with it Boy oh boy oh boy Can it go horribly wrong So this is why we need to stay Like I said At the altar Because we don't know We don't know what these people are facing Think about how often we travel And you know when we don't have to face these things. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to face this. We don't have to wonder what would happen if, because God is always shielding and protecting us. We have no concept of how many times Jesus stands in the gap. How many times Jesus plugs in that hole. How many times Jesus steps in between us and them. How many times we have no idea how many times God prevents it from happening, how many times we rolled the train and that was supposed to be us, but God said, oh, no, how many times when we were the bully, when we, was the bu- when we were the bully, and even if we didn't bully in that manner, we were the bully. We were doing something wrong. And God could have had us finished. And he said, nope, not now. Because I have work to do. You know, Pastor KL has coined the phrase, my former life, and everybody uses it. Even people who are not on this show, they use my former life. And you think about if God didn't have Jesus step in, We'd have a former life, all right, but we couldn't be talking about the former life. Somebody else would be talking about our former life. Somebody would be talking about us in the past tense. But because Jesus said, I'm right here, we didn't have that. How blessed have we been that we did not have to endure facing a judge because somebody attacked our loved one. How many times has someone done something, but by the time you got there, it was already handled?
5: Ooh.
2: Oh, God had already taken care of the situation. You know, Shartista always talks about, you know, uh, it'll be a hostile situation. Pastor Charlton says there'll be some furniture moving. How many times did we not have to worry about moving the furniture? How many times did we not have to worry about the hostile situation because God had already taken care of it? Oh, oh, how blessed are we that we didn't have to stand up to the bully because God had already taken care of the bully? How blessed were we That we're not sitting in jail right now. How many times do we say, thank you, God, that it was not us? That it could have been us. That had God not stepped in. You know, Shantese talks about, you know, I I was bullied. And I can tell you right now, she is a bully. But she's not the bully that's going to put a hand on you. Think about all the bullies that put their hands on people. Think about all the bullies who God does not control. Shantice has a mother who says to her, you're a bully. How many bullies don't have a mother to say, you're a bully? Look at how God has covered her life. That if you think she's a bully to one degree, she could have been a bully to another degree. But look
0: at God. Look
2: at God. Look at how God steps in at all times. All the time. You know what? You need to always say, thank you, God, for the stuff that I don't know about.
5: Ooh.
2: What are we talking about today? Thank you, God, for the times you said no. Thank you, God, for the things that you didn't even let me see. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the things that you let come, go underneath my feet, go over my head, go around me that I knew nothing about. But it could have been me. Just think on that today. It could have been me. It could have been me. And you can fill that blank in with anything. It could have been me that murdered somebody. It could have been me that was murdered. It could have been me who was burying a child. It could have been me who was buried. It could have been me who had to endure the ill treatment but the boss ended up leaving the job before it got too bad for me. Well, I would have had to move some furniture or I might have been sitting in jail. But you moved that job, that that uh, boss out of my way. Ooh, it could have been me. Just focus on that today. It could have been me. It could have been me who got on that surgical table and I was dead. Or I had to go back for multiple surgeries because the doctor made a mistake. It could have been me when the cops had to be called to my door and they pulled out their gun and shot my child by mistake because he or she was scared. It could have been me who went to that restaurant and ate something bad And I had to go to the hospital, and I never made it out the hospital. It could have been me. It could have been me standing in the store when the car jumped the curb and ran in the store and killed me. It could have been me. It could have been me. And that's something that we need to give God thanks about. Give God thanks for that. If you forgot to do it yesterday, if you forgot to do it this morning, do it now. Just say in your own privacy, thank you God that it wasn't me. You spared me. You love me enough to look beyond my faults and f- faults and find my needs It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, Amen, for coming through big time and sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to Christ right now.
5: Please
2: do not miss this opportunity to give your life to Christ on a new level. And strengthen that relationship with Him. Until Sunday, God where we'll be in the Word Prayer Project room, come on through and see what God has us praying about. Until then, I love you.